Blog Talk Radio. Authority Radio with your host, Jeff Blue, Chaotic Katie, the Dean of Wrestling Referee Steve Kane, and Statistic Sean David. Lock and low wrestling fans, it's time for war. Welcome, everyone, to another loaded edition of Wrestling Authority Radio, live right here inside the ER. I am Statistic Sean David, along with my co-host. The Dean of Wrestling Referee, Steve Kane. And the reason why the show will never be a bag of dicks, Chaotic Katie. Good evening, boys. All right. Good evening. And Jess is still on uh, Jess time, so Mm -hmm. she's late, as always. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. All right, so we are confirmed for tonight, the stars of the RWF. We will have one half of Flex Appeal, Austin Fout, Jim Spragan, Shane Foster may be calling in, Sin may be calling in if he gets a chance, Brian Blade may be calling in if he gets a chance, Uh, Steve has messaged Tony Jones, C-Red will be here at some point. Freddie Hudson from the September event will be here at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. And guess who just showed up? I don't know who just showed up. That's Blue. There she is. Who do you think? It might be me. I'm on a Jewish standard time as usual, but I'm here. You're early. <laughs> yeah, except I, I know. Except I'm on daylight. We're on daylight saving time, Jess, so you're... Way off now. I don't even know where I am, let alone who I am or where I called. <laughs> I need an adult. <laughs> I need an uh, adult to your adult. Yeah, you sure do. Nick Vendetta will be joining us at some Thank point this evening. Really? I know that cat. Which cat? Uh, Nick Vendetta? Oh, yeah. Hang on, Hang on one second. Hey. Uh-huh. Somebody needs to stop messaging me right now because, yeah, you know I am I'm trying gonna to read. Be, I'm going to overly message you. You're getting overly messaged? I'm going to uh, complaints about being messaged. <laughs> uh, let's see. Who else is going to be here? Let's see. Or maybe here. Well, we might get uh, Rick Rick Knopf, a.k.a. Crusher, 
and uh, oh, Tina Gant might also be here. Oh. Right. Keep an eye on the board. Um. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of callers tonight. They are the stars of the Rebellious Wrestling Federation, a company that myself and Steve Kane, uh, well, I am the owner. Steve Kane is uh, on the board of directors. And we have another member of the board of directors that's listening in tonight. Everybody say hello to Hot Stuff Oons. Hi. Hey, bud. Uh, he will be listening in all night. Hello? And uh, he will be uh, he will be listening in all night and teasing me from my inbox. Oh, no messaging the hosts while they're on air. You make them lose their concentration, and and then they end up like me and go, "Huh? Who are we talking about? What did you say? <laughs> I missed that." Wait, my inbox yeah. needs teasing. What are we talking about? Your just your inbox. We'll 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 I, I deal, with, we'll deal I, with that later, Jess. I'm teasing it. I, I'm I'm there. I, okay. I don't know. Okay. Okay. I'm going to tease your inbox. Yeah. right now. Wow. Well, I'm right now, know. right now, you got to screen a call, and I think I already okay. recognize the number. I'm going. I'm going. Holy cow! I'm so sorry, I'm guys. My phone just joined a heavy metal watch party, so all of a sudden, you guys got in, entirely way too metal for me, and I was like, "Whoa!" And then I realized <laughs> that you weren't playing the music, and I was like, "Wow, that's crazy." Yeah. It was entirely way too oh. um, mainstream for you guys. I'm just saying. Like, I know that if we're going to play dark metal, it's going to be some oh. obscure band that not everybody knows. Okay. And I love that. Oh. Oh, Katie's not. Katie's not done messing around with him. Jeez. Who's Katie messing Isn't with? Isn't it just like a woman? Who's Katie messing with? How am I getting left out? I feel so left out. I just want to know what's going on. Uh, Steve, why don't you talk a little bit about uh, last week and remind everybody who was here last week. Well, last week, for those of you who missed it, um, we had ECW's legendary Bill Alfonso, the man who calls it right down the middle, daddy. And uh, we had a great time with him, a little over two hours of uh, lots of fun and that. And um, if you, and if you want to, and if you, and if you missed it, um, there's plenty of ways that you can, that you can catch uh, a replay. You can listen to it through TuneIn. If you have uh, Amazon Alexa, you can access TuneIn through there. We're available on Google Podcasts. We're available on CastBox. We are available on Spreaker. And, yes, we are now available, ladies and gentlemen, on iTunes. Yes. So you can, you can download iTunes, and then you can look for uh, ERN yeah. or Wrestling Authority Radio, and uh, you will find us there. So, all right. Um, what the, why? Why? Okay. Why? Okay, okay, why does we, Jim we, need double screens? Okay. I don't know. I, I was right. thinking, when you say double screen, are we talking double screen door or? Uh, uh, <laughs> so. Well, I will say if, if the screen, not a screen door, but the glass sliding door, man, if you clean it real good, I will run 
full force into it and like you know like face plant into it. I want a couple of double bag dates, but never double screen. Maybe that's double my problem. Date. Double bag dates. Double bag. You know they needed yeah. two bags on their face before the lights went out. <laughs> oh, I, I uh, thought they needed. Hey, I had, I hey, I had a buddy of mine in college that waited girls on the on the paper bag system. How many bags nice. over your head in case the bag over her oh, ripped? Yeah, there, there's that. There's that. Then, the, then there's the how many beers will I have to drink in order to fuck you? I have always said beauty is only a light switch away, baby. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get let's get uh, <laughs> let's get serious and get into this. Uh, we're uh, running into time, and uh, right now, joining us is uh, one of the people who you will see June first at the Pontiac VFW. Uh, you can get your tickets through Eventbrite at Trainer Flooring or in Marceloni's Pizza in Pontiac. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Jim Spragan. Hey. How is everybody doing tonight? Much better. How are you doing, honey? Thanks for coming. I am doing, I am doing great. Okay, you That's said fantastic. you said you, you you said you have a Leafs jersey. Is it just a plain Leafs jersey, or is there a name on the back of it? Who do you got? No, it Doug Gilmore. Oh, you got killer. Wicked. <laughs> I love Dougie. Never mind. Anyways, Canadian moment. You just <laughs> you just gained you just gained a fan there, Jim. <laughs> oh, he he's my buddy. He knows where he stands with me. He's my buddy. <laughs> after, yeah. I'm impressed. After no. June first, I will have a lot of fans. Because we're bringing redemption. Redemption. Okay. Oh, is now is that is that uh is that the is that the uh new name of your organization then, Jim? No, it's not. Oh. It is my name the name of the organization is Salvation. Oh. Okay. Because we are bringing salvation to all the wretched souls that grace that ring. Salvation to the nation. Right on. Yeah. Well, you've got. De- well, you definitely. You're definitely set up uh, with the with this. Um, why don't you go ahead and let's uh, and let's talk about uh, you know talk about who you are going to be uh, bringing to us on June first. Well, first I'm bringing the fallen one, Nick Vendetta. Yay! That's awesome. A nightmare to anyone that gets in the ring with him. Anyone. (laughs) No, who he's. Whoever he wrestles, it doesn't matter. He's going to bring. He's going to bring salvation, cleansing of their souls. To anyone that steps in the ring with him I've heard at times When Nick Vendetta is in the ring People need Jesus to save them from him Well I'm just saying I've heard that He's he's going to cleanse souls that night Let's just put it that way Stacking bodies Stacking belts I've heard 
very cool. Well, I don't want to interrupt anybody, but uh, Jim, uh, Malice Mayhem, a.k.a. Just Blue, is the manager of Nick Vendetta everywhere else he goes. Um, so you two might be able to compare some notes. Well, yeah. And I'm just grateful. I'm grateful I'm that you. you to let me I'm manage him that night. I am I Lead am absolutely thrilled that you that he will not be wandering to the ring on his own because he has uh he wanders off and then you know it, it ends up costing me a fortune. So I am so thankful that you'll be wrangling my demon that night. That's right. I have plenty of money. <laughs> As you can see by the talent that I've signed. I have plenty Fantastic. of money. To rid the uh, arrogance Katie, we have and a the pride. You. Can you get okay. that, please? All right. I'm going. I'm going. You better give me my cookies, I swear. I will. That's right. We'll give you a cookie later. <laughs> I want a cookie. <laughs> well, you start screening callers and you can get a cookie. <laughs> That's just hateful. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I have also, a computer, and I could do that, but um, I keep forgetting to log out and, and be responsible. And then I, like, look at my phone, and I'm like, hey, oh, gosh, I was supposed to call in five minutes ago. I also I'm sorry, Mr. Dragon, I interrupted you. Please go ahead. That's, that's okay. I also have the beautiful nightmare, Charlie Cruel. She She is... Under my guidance right now too. Fantastic. Um, I don't know a lot about Charlie Cruel. All I know is Spragan sent me a photo and said the beautiful nightmare is coming September fourteenth. Nice. Yes, she will be there on the fourteenth. I will appreciate be there. that. And whoever she gets in the ring with, like I said, it doesn't matter. We are, we are there to get rid of the sin, as in the arrogance and the pride of these people. <laughs> oh, okay, because when Just you said sin, me, I thought you might have been talking about sin himself. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, um, I'm, I'm Malice Mayhem, and I live in arrogance and sin, so please just leave me off your radar, and I will make sure I pronounce your name right as you're coming to the ring. Deal? Deal. I want to invite the next person that has joined us to the party. He will be with us on Saturday night, September 14th, for RWF Aftershock, the return event to Pontiac, Illinois, for the RWF after June 1st, Rebellion Rising. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome, as seen on TV, Freddie Hudson. Yay! Well, hello, Freddie Hudson. Welcome to the party. Hey, Freddie, what's up, bro? Thanks for coming out. How are you guys today? Oh, doing good. How's you? I'm illegal in like seven states, so I'm doing great. How are you? You're illegal? <laughs> what? <laughs> how in the how in oh the blue God. cotton candy hell are you illegal in seven states? I'll send you photos later. Oh, I want to see. Uh, it. I, I need to see. All right, <laughs> okay, okay. I want some too. 
Time out, guys. We're going to let Spraggy continue here, and then we're going to go into Freddie Hudson. And Freddie Hudson has been seen on TV, and he'll tell you where you could have seen him in just a couple minutes. So, Spraggy, continue, please. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm just dying here. So, so also, on the June 1st, oh, I have no. controlled chaos. Crash, Crash Jackson and Bad Henry. Those Looks two guys, like I, I'm scared. I'm I'm scared of just right. by the folks that you sent me, Spragan. Uh I don't know how you you got the authority to book the talent in RWF, but you have booked two of the biggest men that I have probably ever seen in my life, and that's saying a lot because I've seen some big men, and these two look absolutely vicious in Crash Jack. Oh baby, I'll take the buffet. Yeah. I've seen video of them, and uh, they're frightening. And we have. Since our first opponents have left because they knew what was going to happen to them, we are going to issue an open challenge for Mm -hmm. anyone that wants to step in the ring. Anyone. I I don't know many that would be willing to step up. I don't know many that would be willing to step in the ring with two guys like Control Chaos. I know there's some crazy, crazy guys out there, but... And I mean, you're talking total combined weight of controlled chaos, at least 500, 550 pounds. That's, that's two wow. big men. I, no. I'll have the buffet. <laughs> For my executioners. They, yeah. they sound like... Ex- they will yeah. execute anyone that gets in the ring with them. There's going to be no one, so you're going to give me the mic for 10 minutes, and I'm going to Talk about salvation, because That's no cute. one is going to step in the ring. That's cute. You think that I'm going to give you the mic wait, for ten wait minutes? A sec- wait a second. <laughs> wait a second. I'm 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 sorry, Jim, but a preacher cannot get a microphone and only keep to ten minutes. Trust oh, me. No, no. We no, have we have a, we have a time clock on our on our on our preacher. And he invariably runs over. So ten minutes? <laughs> mm, yeah, sure. Oh, you missed it. Last night, I, I, I let everybody know that it's the Jeff Blue show, and you're just lucky that I call the wrestlers to the ring because it's really about malice mayhem, and I share the ring with the people that get sweaty and wiggle around and whatever. Okay. Maybe, maybe not. Okay. That's, okay. That's, no, I'm just kidding, Jim. I'm just kidding. That's very interesting. I'm very interested. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. We will have I'm much fun. And one of us will oh. see salvation by the end of the night, Cupcake. You never know. You never know. <laughs> My next person that I have is a second-generation superstar, Cody Jones. And he is in a tag team match with Sanji, the Oriental Crazy. And this is a perfect example. This is a perfect example of why salvation needs to be there. And salvation is going to bring clarity to our 
WWF because you're putting us in the ring with a drunk and a bully. What is that all about? A drunk and a bully. Well, your your opponent. Uh, well, let me rephrase that. Cody Jones and uh, Sanji's opponents. Angus McDuff is a former Wicked Wrestling Alliance heavyweight champion. He's been in the ring with the likes of superstar Billy, well, not superstar, sorry, uh, badass Billy Gunn and many others. And uh, he's returning to the Illinois Valley area. He says he's, he's got some stuff here left to prove. Now, Cody, uh, huh? Roll Holmes, you know from Revolution Day. You know that. Uh, yes, I did. You, you know that Rowan Holmes has held heavyweight gold and, and tag team gold places that he's gone. So, um, you know, I don't know what to say. They're calling themselves booze and brute, and uh, you might have your hands full with that one, Jim. The only reason Rowan Holmes won the heavyweight title was because of salvation. Because of us. I managed him. He was a a no good pretty much worthless tag team wrestler. But when he came under my guidance, all of a sudden he's the heavyweight champion. Mm. Think about that for a while. I, I definitely will. So Salvation will be a part of this event. And uh, Salvation, Jim Spragan, uh has quite the crew in mind for not only June the 1st at Rebellion Rising, but for, for September 14th at RWF Aftershock. Um, we're going to go to Freddie Hudson right now. And Freddie is going to tell us about uh, where he's been. Uh, where he's going in the next couple months, and uh, where he will be September 14th. So, Freddie, your dime, your dance floor, my friend. Hey, guys, how's it going? Good. All right, Mediocre. man, all right. <laughs> well, on, to start it off with, on September 15th, I will be making my debut for RWF. And I am uh, fantastic. It'll be my it'll be my first time in the Illinois air, and I'm very excited for it. I promise I'll be gentle. I'm always gentle the first time. (laughs) Um, Now, Freddie, you have been seen on TV, and you're an up and comer that is making a lot of a lot of noise over in the Indiana area, even over into some parts of Ohio. Um, Talk to us about that. Uh, yes, you might have caught me on appearances on um, the WWE. I was in uh, the Carnival Line with No Way Jose, and I was a uh, security for uh, whenever Becky Lynch and uh, Charlotte got into their epic brawl on the Kevin Owens show. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. So this is a guy, folks, that has been seen on TV. You don't get to see him all the time. The RWF is bringing you the stars that have been seen on TV. Well, hey, Jess, Jess is, well, Jess, I think Jess is probably uh, having herself a uh, big one there uh, right now because you just uh, said her two favorite words, conga line. 
Yes. <laughs> I, I, you know, you know, I had to watch that. Um, what was it? Rumble something. I don't know. This wrestling thing. It's wow. There's people. And anyways, I had to watch it to be able to talk to everybody. And somebody attacked the conga line, and nobody could ever tell me is the conga line okay. I I, I can inform you myself that the conga line is okay. Yay! You are now my favorite man on the face of the earth. I'm just telling you right now. Like, I, if I follow you around, it don't take anything by it. I'm just weird like that. <laughs> never mind. Well, you never you know, have the actual stalker now. You never so know at all. You can't. Go ahead. I was about to say, you never know on September 14th. They could be some common line people coming as well. You never know. Ooh. Ooh. Well, oh. Freddie, Freddie Hudson, uh, the up-and-comer. Now, Freddie, why don't you tell everybody who trained you and how long you've been in the business? Okay. Um, I trained at uh, Grindhouse Professional Wrestling Academy out in Germansville, uh, Indiana. I'm trained by um, Q-Tep Tony and um, two OBW uh, legends, uh, Rudy Swishblade and Rudo Ramada. And I have been wrestling for two years now. Wow. Well, and your name is getting more and more well-known. That's why we picked you up for the September 14th card. Uh, I'm the owner, Sean David. uh, We've talked over Facebook. It's going to be a privilege to have you in our locker room. But I know you're coming in with a chip on your shoulder. You have said that you will do whatever it takes to get to the top and get your shot at the RWF Heavyweight Championship. Yes, I, believe I make those that... decisions so you can come see me. I'm just telling you, whatever it takes, I will make sure that you get, but you have to make sure that I'm happy because if Mama ha- isn't happy, ain't nobody happy. <laughs> well, thank you very much for your offer. But I'll, I'll uh, do things the right, the right way, and that is fight for have and get my rightful opportunity to face for the RDF championship. Thank you Excuse very much, that you Freddy. don't think I'm the right way. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know about that. You have a right way and a wrong way about you, Jess. Yeah. I'll make it work, baby. I'll make uh, it work. All right. We're going to uh, – Freddie, stick with us if you want to. If you have to go, we understand. We're going to go to the next person that's going to be with us on June the 1st. He is one half of Flex Appeal. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Austin Fouts. Hey, welcome. How we doing, man? Hey, hey, how's, how's it going, going, brother? It's going, going good. Me? It's going good. Thanks for coming out. So, not only will you be at the uh, June first event, you will be taking on twenty-four carat gold, Jimmy Carrot. Uh, Tyler, your tag team partner, has got himself quite the matchup when he's going to face the one-man riot, Frank Wyatt. And I don't know if you've seen a picture of this guy, but Wyatt is about as big. I don't know how to explain him. I'm going to let Steve Kane do it. I've got to go screen this other call. Well, let's put it, let's put it, let's put it this way. Um, he, to, to uh, put it, to put it uh, probably the best way possible, he is a cannonball with legs. <laughs> oh, Fun. man. He, he is about as wide as he is tall, but he's also but he's also one tough customer. I've uh, I've been I've been watching his stuff for a while, and uh, 
I'll tell you what, he, he doesn't ask for any quarter in the ring, and he sure doesn't give any. So, well, I'll gonna, take a side of that. Be... Me too. <laughs> that, should, that should be a, a brawl then. You know, Tyler Jones, you know, uh, you know, I picked him to be my tag team partner because I know he can go. And I know that's going to be a hard-hitting match, and I'm definitely looking forward to peeking through the curtain and watching that one. Well, and Wyatt, All right. Wyatt has got to be one of the, you know, I, I've literally seen Wyatt put guys through walls at buildings. So, praying to God that we don't have to pull uh, Tyler Jones out of the crater in the wall that is left by. I'm, I hope we don't need my tag team partner. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Now, and and we uh, don't and we don't want to lose and we don't want to lose the building for September fourteenth, so uh we may we may have to we may have to uh um give uh well Frank a couple of Valium before he goes out to the ring and by a couple I mean a couple of bottles. Now here's the deal. I wanna let you know that thanks to vodka I know how to patch drywall, so if we have to fix the wall real quick, I got you, fam. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, Vodka and I don't get along very well because I now am Bob the Builder and know how to fix some shit. I'm just saying. Oh my god. Um, it, it's it's gonna be fun. Uh, Jess is always the crazy one. Uh, for those of you that are on here that don't know who uh, Malice Mayhem is, she is our crazy female ring announcer, and she is uh, Bear of Fun and then some. Um, so Austin, uh, we have the insane costume. We have somebody here that has laid out an open challenge to a tag team. Um, you know, you guys already have singles matches that night, but what do you guys think about stepping up to the challenge and taking on uh, Control Chaos? Oh, you know, I like to fight, so I'm making the drive all the way to the beautiful city of Pontiac, Illinois, so I might as well, uh, who knows, maybe I'll dip my toes in for a little more action. I got your action right yeah. here, Cupcake. <laughs> I mean, oh, oh, wow. that's, that's, that's the thing. You know, first you tell me I might be picking my partner out of the drywall. So who knows? I might have to go take that tag team challenge on my own if my partner's going to get all beat up. <laughs> well, you do. You do, There is an added bonus to the June 1st event. Tyler Jones' distant second cousin, Cody Jones, will be at this event. Okay, okay, so I, I still might get some Jones blood, huh? Yes. <laughs> um, well, You can Jones speaking, a little bit for Jones blood. Yes. Speaking of the June 1st event, we have another person that is here, and I'm going to let Jim Spragan do most of the talking for this individual because they don't speak that much, and that is the fallen one, Nick Vendetta. Yay! A demon is yes. A demon is a girl's best friend. <laughs> the um, demon. Dragon, you know you brought yes. Nick Vendetta here. I don't know why he doesn't really speak. I, I tried to talk to him in the green room, and I didn't get more, but more than about four words out of him. Um, what can you tell us about the demon, or what can the demon tell us about himself? What well, I'm telling you right now. This is, let, go, ahead. go ahead, Mr. Spragan. Yes. What I am telling you right now 
is I guess there's two other people in this match. Some somebody I don't care about and somebody else that I care less about. <laughs> we are going to destroy. We are going to, Nick Vendetta, the demon. Sometimes you have to fight fire with fire. We are going to destroy both of these other jabronis or whatever you want to call them, jobbers, whatever, Barry Horowitz lookalikes, whatever. We are going to destroy them. There is going to be nothing left of anyone that steps in our in the ring and this other this Austin whoever he is if, if you two want to step in the ring with us control chaos make no, sure you got your life insurance paid up boys that's all I can say <laughs> do you like to bleed do you like to lay on oh your boy. back and look at the ceiling and say what did I just get myself into Probably. I do. I do. Well, I, that was a that was a question no, no, directed no, directly no, hold towards me. So like, that's hold on. Yes, we're not talking about that right now. One at a time, please. Too much vodka. That's probably when you get the too much vodka in you. But if okay. you two want to say boys, I am the meat suit, the vessel of the demon, and let me just put it this way. Watching his carnage like a TV monitor, it doesn't matter if these guys are up for the fight because what I've learned from guys who like to fight is that they're tastier. Their soul is more pure to him. <laughs> so go ahead and put up a fight. It's just going to be that much better when he rips it out of you, boys. <laughs> well, uh, you know, we, we, we don't know what to expect. Steve, we did up security for June 1st, right? I just want to double check. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's going to be I got you. I got you. <laughs> I mean, the uh, last Austin. security guard who got in Vendetta's way currently has not been seen near a wrestling ring again. So let's just make that That is clear. true. <laughs> that is uh, true. That, that, is, that is not a good thing, and I, I think that Steve and I are going to have to look at enforcing some fines for anybody that puts their hands on security, because, uh, yeah, that might not be a good thing on, on, on the business end for us. So uh, I want to get back to Austin Fouts. Austin, you, you heard the words of the manager of Controlled Chaos, Spragan. What say is you, Austin? Oh, you know, here's the thing, you know, they, they don't understand that flex appeal, baby. Austin and Tyre present flex appeal. We've been rolling and dozing all the way through the Midwest scene, and we are ready to actually make a return to the Pontiac area. We really? Have been in uh, who's before. on the train? Yeah, she's got the so we are actually familiar with the territory, and we are ready to reclaim the town, and we are ready to drink, have fun, party hardy with everybody in the city. Uh, but you know, business comes first. So first, I'm gonna first I'm gonna give everything I got in my first singles match, and then if possible, man, I'm gonna jump into that tag match, and I'm gonna knock some skulls, baby. All right. Oh boy. Because you know, there's a reason for that, and the reason is is because when you flex with the best. We'll be damn sure to make you famous, baby. 
Hey, there, there you go. And, and, and uh, Flex Appeal, folks, Flex Appeal has been working not only in Iowa, they're up in Wisconsin, they're over in Minnesota. I mean, they're everywhere. But so I heard, I heard the Wisconsin in there. I heard the Wisconsin. I definitely heard the Northern A. <laughs> it's like, Katie, um, they sound like you. No, they don't. <laughs> a? Um, you know, yeah, man, it's, anyway, it's exciting. We, we, a? Katie's uh, a bit of Canadian. Yes. No, uh, Katie doesn't feel that it's funny to make fun of her because she's Canadian. How's that? Uh, we make fun of Jess Blue because she's from Kansas, and if we all, uh, you know, tap our heels together three times, we might all end up there, and that's a scary thought. No, 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 uh, no, no. Click your heels together three times and go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we've heard from Austin Faust. We have heard a little bit from Nick Vendetta. We're going to go back to Nick Vendetta and Jim Spragan because Nick Vendetta is not facing just one man. He is facing two men in a triple threat match on June the 1st at RWF Rebellion Rising. It'll be the fallen one, Nick Vendetta, with Spragan taking on Ruthless Rockin' Rivera and a guy that uh, Central Illinois fans, if you know of Jake Durden, Jake Braddock looks a lot like Jake Durden. He reminds me a lot of Jake Durden. Um, for Chicago area fans, Jake Braddock reminds me a lot of Max Holiday. So, um, this is going to be three completely different styles. You've, you've got a demon that's looking to feast on somebody's soul. You've got Ruthless Rockin' Rivera, which, uh, you know, he's pretty tough. I've seen, I've seen a lot of his stuff lately. He flies all over that ring. Um, Jake Braddock is a very methodical individual. Very methodical. And I don't know what to expect from these three out of this match. All I know is this match has been signed. There will be a winner. We don't know who it'll be. Spragan has his thoughts on who it'll be. Uh, Nick Vendetta has his thoughts on who it'll be. And I know the other two men are going to be biting at the chomp to get the win out of this match. Right? Yeah. Thank yeah. You. I gotta say, biting at the chomp, it's chomping at the bit. Good grief. <laughs> oh my god. All right, that's um, it. I've, I've, I've had let, it. Let me speak. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Go. I feel Thank better. you for that whip. You're quite welcome. Do you need one too? Go ahead, <laughs> who are Who are the two guys that are wrestling? The demon Nick Vendetta? You have Rockin' Robin. I thought she was like an 80s woman's wrestler. And you got Braddock. He's famous. Braddock missing in action. That's what's going to happen to him on that night. I mean, at the end of the day. other dude, this this Austin dude, we'll make you famous. We're going to make you famous. We're going to put you in the paper. Both of your pictures are going to be in obituaries. That's how we're going to make you famous. And I do agree with Mr. Spragan because win or lose, I know the demon plans on taking at least one of those souls back to hell with him. That's a scary thought, folks. I mean, we, there, there's just so much going on. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give everybody a break um, from talking oh. right now. I'll, I'll take over and talk. Um, we've got 
eight great matches signed for this event on Saturday night, June the 1st at RWF Rebellion Rising. It'll be 24 karat gold, Jimmy Carrot against one half of Flex Appeal, Austin Fout. The Fallen One, Nick Vendetta with the Dragon, taking on Rufus yeah. Rock and Rivera and Jake Braddock. You have Brian Blade, who may be calling on later this evening, against Shane Foster, who also may be calling on calling in later this evening. You've got Control Chaos's Open Challenge. You've got the women's match, Party Unicorn Laney Luck versus the Sriracha Muchacha Paloma Star. I love that name. <laughs> you have you have Booze and Brute taking on riding uh, you have you have the team of Booze and Brute, the drunken Irishman Angus McDuff, and the Brute Rowan Holmes taking on part of Spragan's army, the Salvation, second generation superstar Cody Jones, and the Oriental Grace Sonny. You have one man riot, Frank Wyatt going one on one with Tyler Jones. And we have a main event that still hasn't even been announced yet. Diamond Steel, the, rock, the RWS resident rock star, Diamond Steel will be there. He will be in action. And we also have the return of an Illinois Valley legend. Katie, can you grab that call real quick? I got yep. to think. Um, Steve, why don't okay. you talk about these matches with everybody, and I'll be right back. I got to think real quick. I damn Jim Cornette. All right, flat. well. All right, well, um, well, of course, uh, we've talked about that. Now, as far as getting but – the, but the important thing is getting your tickets. Now, um, you can order them online, uh, and you can do that through Eventbrite. Uh, we have a link up on the uh, RWF page here on Facebook. Uh, you can also, if you uh, live in the area, uh, you can – Go to uh, Trainer Flooring and Streeter or at uh, Marshalloni's Pizza in Pontiac itself. Now, um, there's, a, there's a limited amount of tickets available at uh, Trainer Flooring or Marshalloni's. So if you are in the area and you're thinking about uh, coming, get your tickets now for it. Because once those tickets run out at both of those outlets, we are not giving them any more. You will have to purchase them through Eventbrite. So, yeah, that's so. Those are so. Those are the ways that you can go ahead and, and pick them up. If you if you want to if you want to do Eventbrite, that's great. There's a uh, small uh, handling fee, which uh, any um, electronic ticket outlet uh, charges, and that's you know, the way it's the way it always has been, um, dating back to the days of Ticketron. And yes, I'm showing my age by saying that word. Um, no, not really. But uh, if you if you don't want to pay that fee, if you're in the if you're in the uh, Streeter and uh, Pontiac areas, Trainer Flooring, Marshalloni's Pizza, and uh, Trainer Flooring, you can get yourself a great quote on. Uh, Floor and carpet for your house. Uh, Marshalloni's, best pizza in the Pontiac area. So uh, you go in there, buy your tickets, get some pizza, and uh, you'll be making you'll be making out good both ways. So 
Yes. That's, tell them uh, the RWF that, sent you. Yes, exactly. And you can and you can get merchandise beforehand. March. RWF shirts are available on Teespring. Fire merch. We have we have other items available on merch. Cafe Press, That's which correct. is where we also have the uh, ERN, TNT, and War stores. So yes. buy a whole bunch of stuff. We need the money. <laughs> now, the other thing that we want to talk about that is going to be a part of this June 1st event is the 2018-2019 Icons of the Illinois Valley Induction. For those that are a part of this uh, podcast right now that may or may not know it, professional wrestling has been a part of this area called the Illinois Valley for the past 26 years. We celebrated 26 years in January. June is the celebration of that 26 years. On June the 1st, we are going to honor two men that have spent more than enough time down in this area being a part of events throughout this area. And we will honor my trainer, the Sultan of Slither, Sin and the Urban Sensation, Sea Red, will be taking their rightful places into the icons of the Illinois Valley. Now, the icons of the Illinois Valley is simply a Hall of Fame to honor the men and women that have paved the way for professional wrestling to be a part of this great area for the past 26 years. With that being said, we're going to go to our next guest, and I think uh, Jim Spragan and this individual are going to have some banter back and forth. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jake Braddock. First and foremost, I want to thank you for allowing me to be on the show, and hello to everybody. I'm going to make this real short. I'm going to make this real short and real simple. We've heard a lot of talk about salvation. We've heard a lot of talk about fallen ones. We've heard a lot of talk about a lot of mystical things. I'm not much of a believer in any of that. My need for salvation is noticeably lacking. But one thing I did hear, one thing I did hear is that somebody doesn't care. And you know what? After June 1st, after I break the fallen one and Ruthless Rock and Rivera in half, you're going to care a whole lot, Jim Spragan. You're going to care a whole hell of a lot. And after that, Pontiac, Illinois will be just like the rest of the country. They'll know who Jake Braddock is. Like I said, you're going to be missing in action after that. And I don't care about missing in action. what yeah, you believe, yeah, yeah. what you believe, whatever, dude. It doesn't matter to me. You don't matter to me. You are just one little pawn in the grand scheme of what I'm going to do to RWF. It's you, you show up. I, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll pass, I'll pass on the Kool Aid, there, man. I'll pass up. on the Kool Aid. Wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm retired. I'm retired from ref, and I'm not getting in the middle of this. Y'all are on your own here. I was uh, just I thinking they're all talking pawns, and I'm the well, I'm I'm almost the queen. <laughs> um, well, I, I'm present company excluded. That uh, this is this is going to be a very interesting contest. And Braddock, you're going to have to keep your eyes out for Spragan because he he's like a snake. You never know where he's going to sneak up from, with what, from where, from what angle. You just never know. This guy has created a lot of havoc in the past two years here in the RWF. 
and looks to continue his uh, dominance of wreaking havoc across my company. Believe me, I've been in a lot of fights in my life. I know to keep my head on a swivel. And Jim Spragan, don't worry, I will be looking out for you. There is nothing that you can do, nothing that you can do that I won't be ready for. And the fallen one, Nick Vendetta, (laughs) I'm going to break him in half. And Ruthless Rock and Rivera, nothing personal, brother. This is just business. There you have it from Jake Braddock. Thank you very much for uh, allowing us to have a little bit of your time here tonight and uh, updating our fan base on uh, what they can expect out of Jake Braddock. Like I said, a very methodical man, but a man with a purpose. Um, Yes, sir. I've got a lot to prove in RWF, and this is only step one. And, and, you know, All right, we're looking here, forward to it. Of, there's a lot of newcomers coming to the June 1st event, and everyone is chomping at the bit to get a chance to become the new RWF heavyweight champion, and we will have details about the championship situation on June 1st. Um, there's, there's going to be a variety of things that happen over the course of the next couple shows that are going to set the course for us to crown a new RWF heavyweight champion. And we are not going to give you another paper champion. There have been a lot of champions here in RWF that have decided to walk out the door when they could. We're not doing that. We don't want another paper champion. We don't want a guy that's going to call himself a champion for a matter of one event and then turn around and slap us in the face and say, yeah, I don't want to come and defend that title anymore. Um, when we crown the new RWF heavyweight champion, it is going to be on somebody that deserves it, and they are going to represent this company and have to defend that belt, or they will be stripped of it. Uh, Steve, I don't know if you've got anything to say about the title picture in RWF. We know that we have a brand new, brand spanking new, beautiful-looking RWF heavyweight championship. And uh, it is waiting to go around somebody's waist, but it's going to go around somebody's waist, like I said, that's going to earn it. Yeah. Well, that's and that's the thing. I mean, we've got we've got a lot of talented guys. We've got uh, experienced uh, veterans, of course, like uh, Diamond Steel, who has been around, traveled all over the world, and uh, then we got a bunch of uh, young up and uh, coming guys who are definitely uh, looking to make their name, make a mark uh, in the professional wrestling industry. And if you look, the um, amount of guys, the names that have uh, come through our doors and are now on uh, bigger and bigger and better stages. Um, I mean, if you, if you think about it, uh, we have, we have one fourth of, the Undisputed Era. We have the last real man. We have a guy who has gone on from being a wrestler to now being one of the uh, top promoters in all of Southern California. Yes. Every, Every one of these guys cut their teeth in the RWF. So, oh, if you're if you're looking if you're looking for the stars of tomorrow, you don't have to look any farther than our ring. 
because well, we are I'm gonna, we are I'm gonna bringing go back and you touch on something that Steve. Uh, first and foremost, um, Kyle O'Reilly was never ever supposed to be booked on an RWF originally. When the original RWF card was set up, it was to feature. Uh, I'm looking at the poster here. Uh, Adam Owen versus Ben Outlaw. Ben Outlaw had worked for Ohio Valley Wrestling, who was going to be making the trip up. Neither one of them made that event. Um, you had Tony Kazina scheduled to wrestle Dingo. Dingo actually broke his jaw like the night before the event, so was not able to make it. And Kazina came to me and he says, I got this kid from British Columbia named Kyle O'Reilly that just moved here that's looking for work. I said, bring him. Yep. Edgeman and I were so impressed by that kid. All of us that We were. gave him a huge opportunity at the October event in 2009, and we made it Kyle O'Reilly versus Steve Carino. And I truly believe that is a match that helped propel Kyle O'Reilly's career to the next level because it wasn't shortly after that match took place that the contract was signed by Kyle O'Reilly to start with Ring of Honor Wrestling. Yep. You have the last real yep. man, Silas Young, who was just a part of the G1 Supercard at Ma- a sold-out Madison Square Garden. You have the almighty Sheik, which you can say what you want about the individual. The fact of the matter is that man has traveled all over the world and wrestled all over the world. And is now, and is now like I say, one of the biggest promoters in uh, Southern California. You have Rashi Brown, which if you don't know anything about Rashi Brown, that guy, probably one of the best things that happened to wrestling that nobody discovered. Because if somebody would have discovered him a long time ago, he would have been a star. Yep. No doubt in my mind. We had Keith Walker from Pro Wrestling Noah. Big, 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 big dude. But I tell you what, that man has also traveled the world and earned his stripes. We yep. had uh, we had Mischief. We all know the history of Mischief. Mischief is Miss Michael Elgin now. And Mischief was, at the time, one of the hottest female talents on the independent scene. Yep. Again, the you know, the list of the list of people who have uh, gotten some of their some of their early work in the RWF is literally a who's who of the of the wrestling business. So, you know, you you definitely don't want to miss this show because. And say six months to a year, and all of a sudden you see you see this guy on uh, Ring of Honor, um, on Impact or on NXT, you're going to be able to sit there at the bar and tell your tell your buddy there, hey, I saw I saw him I saw him uh, right down here at the Pontiac VFW when he was just starting out. Exactly. Now look at and he's a big star. There, there are a lot of guys that were originally signed for this event that, for whatever reason, they decided that they didn't want to be a part of this event anymore. I'm going to repeat this one more time, and I probably won't repeat it again between now and June 1st unless something else happens. There were several people that decided to screw you fans 
out of what you were rightfully going to pay for with the original intended card. However, this is a wrestling business. There is an old saying in the wrestling business that goes like this, card subject to change. And what that means is when wrestlers decide that they want to, for whatever reason, bail off a show, that is used to save the integrity of the company. It's not supposed to be used unless it's an emergency case. Well, I can't force people to show up on June the 1st. I wish I could. I'd be rich. Um, yeah. they're, they're, for whatever reason, those individuals that we named last night and on Saturday night decided they didn't want to be a part of this event anymore. If you have Assholes. any hard feelings, please direct your hard feelings to them. Because know that this decision was made by those individuals and not by us. No, they're a bunch of losers. Like them. that's not how it really works. And they can fuck their fuck directly the fuck off because we didn't need them on our fucking show anyway. So kick rocks, motherfuckers. Kick rocks. That, hey, I, Jeff, I how you really feel. Oh, oh, you want my real feelings? My real feelings are <laughs> weak ass little pansies. Follow sheep and follow the crowd. They don't make decisions for themselves, and they're easily led. And those easily led sheep can get the fuck off my card any day. Um, is that you better? Know, this is, yes. <laughs> yep, much better. Um, you know, they're, 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 you know, this is not a decision that was made mutually. They came to me and said, we're not going to be there. Okay. What am I to do? I can't force them to be there. This is independent wrestling. There are no contracts. That's the way it is. And everybody says, well, you could have had a contract. Contract wouldn't have been shit with an independent contractor. Yep. Sorry. That's the way it is. And I have tried and kept my cool and yelled and screamed and cried and banged my head against the wall to try to make this the absolute best card for your fans' money's worth that we can possibly deliver. And I think we've got a good formula for June the 1st now. Now, that returning Illinois Valley legend, and I'm, I'm going to use the next two minutes to wrap this up, and we'll move into something else in hour two unless other people call in. Um, the thing about it is this. You know, we have so many tickets on sale. We have a shit ton of advertising that has gone out. You can ask anybody that is on this call with me right now we have so much advertising out for this event it's not even funny and there's going to be more going forward um this is something that deep down i feel is owed to the fans because for whatever reason minus one company and i will not name them everyone else that has run the illinois valley has given up on it I have not. I grew up here. I grew up with wrestling here. I will not let it die. Nope. There are other rumors nope. that another company that was quite famous in this area are going to be making their return. And I have this to say about that. Isn't it ironic that you wait until after I pump a shit ton of money into advertising and create that spark in this area again that you decide that after three years of you closing up shop and telling the fans goodbye the same way you did before in 2005, after I announced my event, you decide that you want to put your hat back in the ring. I will say this. 
The fans will decide, and I know, I know for a fact that you've tried to sabotage my event to try to make your comeback even better. But know this. Many have tried to take down me. Many have tried to take down the RWF. Many have failed. September, the RWF turns 10 years old. Now, it may have not been the full 10-year run that we have wanted, but the fact of the matter is we have stood this test of time. We have come back from catastrophes that nobody thought we'd ever come back from, be it canceling shows, be it the mishap that happened in 2012 with A. We have come back from it time and time again, and we will continue to come back until I am in the ground or somebody puts me in the ground. Those are your only options to kill the RWS. So, And then we'll have yep. the Royal shows for him. Exactly. But you have to you have yep. to have me there as a hologram. And if and if he goes first, I'm still there. I'm still in charge. He will keep going. It's it's one of these things that, uh, I like I said, I grew up here. I'm not going to let it die. The fans here have been yep. so loyal here for the past 26 years, and they did not deserve to have this happen to them, for everybody to say, throw up their hands and just say, I'm done. Yep. But no I've, that, I've uh, worked I have worked this area between two promotions – for the better part three. of ten years. Three promotions. Powerhouse, well, three. And now yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean um, so I've so I have been so for the better part of almost two thirds of my career in this industry. And in May this month, um the fifteenth is my twenty ninth anniversary of the first time I ever stepped foot inside of a wrestling ring in the International Amphitheater in Chicago, Illinois. And by God, you know, I love this business with my wife. My my family knows how much I love this business. My family understands that at times they are third place behind wrestling. And this area means so much to me. I have I have been part of some of the greatest matches in my career outside of Chicago in the Illinois Valley area. And I intend to keep this going. Well, and, and that's the whole thing. You know, uh, there there are people here that grew up with wrestling here that are not going to give up on it. I want to talk real quick when we get back about one of our uh, first icons of the Illinois Valley inductees. He meant a lot to me, and I want to just give him a couple moments uh, to speak about him. But right now we're going to go to our song break. Uh, if you are on your cell phone, remember to refresh your call. And if you have any questions or comments regarding the RWF upcoming card on Saturday night, June the 1st, in Pontiac, Illinois, for Rebellion Rising, you may call in at 213-943-3719. Be warned that if you come with bullshit, one of my girls will eat your face off. Oh, I will. Tonight's not the night you want to piss me off. 
So, we're going to take our song break, and we'll be right back with more of Wrestling Authority Radio live inside the ER. Don't go anywhere.
Saturday night at the Northeast Philly International Guard Armory. Craptastic Wrestling presents a non-star-studded car of unexplainable matches featuring the Mid-Afternoon Express versus Captain Fantastic and the Brown Dirt Cowboy in a Falls Count Nowhere match. Jerry Idol versus Austin Waller in a fully empty arena match. Our main event, Arnold Ziffel Jr. versus Oliver Wendell Douglas IV in a Fans Bring the Steel Cage parts match. Admission is just $1 because that's all this crap is worth. That's Craptastic Wrestling this Saturday. Doors open at 6 p.m. Matches start whenever we feel like it. Be there! Tax Refund Promotions presents Professional Wrestling, a show that will not actually happen. Starring pictures of former WWE, Impact, and Ring of Honor stars that we're going to put on our poster just to lure you suckers into the building, even though they will not actually be appearing. Featuring the pictures of the real wrestlers, who will just be local jabronis that we're getting for a hot dog and a handshake. All this will take place inside of the neighborhood bar that we're getting for the cost of a case of beer. And the ring will be a homemade wooden ring because, no, we can't afford a real, actual, safe wrestling ring. Liability insurance? You must be crazy. We can't afford that either. I'm not getting that much of a refund check back. All we can really afford is the beer and the posters. So, mommy... Get my tax refund check ready and get it signed over to me because I want to hurry up and play wrestling promoter. Tax refund wrestling not coming soon to a location near you. You're listening to the Pro Wrestling Roundtable on Blog Talk Radio. All right, and we are back with your hosts. I am Sadistic Sean David along with my co-hosts. Referee Steve, the Dean of Wrestling Referee Steve Kane. I'm the Woman of Mayhem, Malice Mayhem, Jess Blue. And the keeper of the Jewish princess, Kayata Katie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm the All resident right. Jewish princess. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Duh. Well, duh. So. All right. Uh, uh, we are back um, now, and we are going to talk quick, about. Quick, quick plug what here, guys. Um, if, you're, if you are not. DVRing Dark Side of the Ring, for those of you who do have Viceland, you are really, really missing out. Um, 
Last week uh, was the episode on uh, the late, great uh, Bruiser Brody. Um, many of you know we had uh, um, Brody's widow, Barbara Goodish, on here uh, several months back. She was a fantastic interview. Um, and you know, that episode um, made me sad and it made me angry at the same time. Um, sad because, of course, oh, one of the great workers of our time was his life was ended violently before his time by uh, by a jackass that uh, doesn't belong walking the streets. And part of the reason he's still walking the streets, no matter how much he tries to deny it, is Tony Atlas. Tony Atlas saw what happened. He tries to sit there and say, yeah, I told the cops everything. And, yeah, um, Jose Gonzalez, Invader 1, uh, was arrested. But uh, Atlas was too much of a coward to stick around and testify at the trial because he was afraid of being blackballed from the industry. Well, you know what? Being blackballed for telling the truth about a murderer would have been a lot better than you, you know, living your life the like a like the drug addict that you are. Now, this week's episode was the Von Erichs, um, and of course, uh, you know, a lot of that history is fairly well known. Um, obviously, there will be we're learning a lot more thanks to the people who are actually coming out now and saying something about it. And then uh, next week is uh, the handsome half-breed Gino Hernandez. Now, this is a guy who I really loved. I was a big, I was a big fan of his. Uh, he was also, of course, uh, many people know he was uh, one of the standouts in uh, Fritz von Erich's World Class Championship Wrestling. And um, he died of a parent drug overdose um, I still remember that one because uh, my first wife and my infant son and I were in line at a uh, video store in Naperville um, getting ready to uh, meet gorgeous Jimmy Garvin and uh, his wife, uh, Precious, when word started coming through the line that uh, Gino Hernandez had been uh, found dead in his apartment in Dallas. So um, definitely, definitely waiting to hear some more about uh, that situation. Yeah, definitely. Okay. All right. I've, I've, well, I've ran it up. Uh, we are going to talk <laughs> about the icons of the Illinois Valley and one of the first inductees, and it was a man that Steve and I knew very, very, very well. Um, he would yeah. have actually appeared on this podcast if he would have actually been alive around the time of this uh, podcast inception. And that is he would have my... actually been working for us if he would have been yes. physically capable. Yes. Um, that man is none other than my good old friend Jonas the Giant, and Jonas was. Uh, Big, big, big man, uh, probably stood about seven foot tall, at least 350 pounds, if not heavier. 
and uh, Jonas was a big boy, but Jonas had a big heart. Mm-hmm. And I worked with I worked with Jonas a lot over the years. Um, met Jonas the Giant when I was eight years old. When WWE came out with Tough Enough, I was uh, on the phone to him saying, "You need to get your tape in there, Big Jonas." At eight years old, um, so the loss of him a few years back uh, was very tragic for me, and um, a lot of people don't know that. While my life may have been in shambles, I was actually writing the plan to come to this area with uh, Jonas the Giant, and it's part of his formula that we still use today. So uh, he was inducted back in June of 2017 into the icons of the Illinois Valley, and uh, we miss you, pal. I wish you could be here on Mm -hmm. June 1st with us because... You'd see all this hard work finally paying off, and, uh, you know, he'd, he'd just be a lot of fun. Um, definitely a man that uh, cared about this area and, and cared about the fans out here uh, that he performed in front of since the mid-'90s. So, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much, Jonas, for uh, not only being my friend, but everything that you did for me in my career. And uh, I know Steve and I miss you very much. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, man. Um, you know, there's there's always some good Jonas stories that we can tell. Um, I remember when Wicked opened, Sin, or, uh, not Sin, but Grin was going to come out on a dolly. And I thought that I was big and macho enough to push Grin on the dolly, and it ended up falling on top of me. And Jonas was one of the first ones right there to make sure I wasn't hurt. Um, he actually picked me up and moved me and was like, okay, we're going to get you out of shock because you just had a freaking dolly with a guy on it fall on top of you. So we're going to take you in the other room and get you out of shock. Well, all of that re- resolved itself. So, uh Steve, give give me a good Jonas story. Well, I think I think the one which I've which I've told here uh, at least a couple of times um, sets up. Uh, this was uh, when we were running Powerhouse Wrestling, um, and we were running out of uh, the uh, inside of an old um, abandoned hardware store uh, down in Spring Valley, Illinois. Um, yes. Tim, Tim Lyle was not there. Yeah, Tim Lyle was not there that night. So, um, so Mike and I uh, put everything together, and we decided to run a little tournament and make the winner the uh, number one challenger. So we laid out the first half of the tournament, and so we got in the ring went through, did all the matches and everything else. And we get back down to the basement of the building. And then Mike and Mike asked me, Hey, okay, what time, what time is it, Steve? Now, of course, now again, I've talked about this before. This was the days before we had cell phones, smartphones and that type of stuff. So I had to go into my bag and pull out my wristwatch. Uh, wristwatch for you young kids is uh, it's 
something that <laughs> us old people put on our arms to uh, be able to tell what time it is. And uh, in some cases, they actually have two arms that uh, tell you the time, and you have to learn what uh, yeah. what that all what it all means, what hours and minutes are, and that. Anyway, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so anyway, Look I pull there. I pull Look out my. There. Hold on, yeah. Steve. Let me do this. Looky there now, Joe. It's one of them clocks. Do you know how to read the clock? No, I don't know how to read the clock. It's got a minute hand and a sukun hand. Don't you oh mean minute and second hand? Well, I think that's what they mean, but I don't know the difference between minutes and seconds. Seconds is the amount of yep. seconds is the amount that you have set. Minutes is the amount that I have set. There you go, cousins. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I don't know what the hell that was. That was a random moment anyway. of shock. Thank me very much for it. It was to try to lift your spirits. I'll be all right. Okay. All right. So any so anyway, um, the so anyway, I I I look at I look at my I look at my watch, and I'm like. Oh my God! We just did an entire first half of a show, and since we were doing a tournament, there was like uh, going to be like ten to twelve matches total. So we did like the first six matches in ten minutes, and Mike and I are looking at each other like, "Oh my God! What did we just pull off here?" We gotta, we gotta make, we gotta make this somehow last ninety minutes. So we're telling, so we're telling people, okay, you're gonna get in, you're gonna start talking for so long and that, and blah blah blah, and we're trying to, and we're trying to stretch the second half out into a, uh, what uh, we might call a uh, raw opening. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. You know, well, people that- talking for God knows how long just so that we can, you know. Give them, you know, give them, a, give them their money's worth. I mean, they paid ten bucks to get in. What, what are we doing? Charging a dollar a minute? You know? <laughs> oh well, God. and that's just it. I mean, uh, you know, that that's a debate to be had for another night. But everybody, there, there are people. Hilarious. That well, I'm not even, I'm not even talking about that fact. I'm just talking about the fact that Mike and I put a, Mike and I put a half of a show on in ten minutes time that would have normally taken <laughs> over an hour. I still. Well, yeah, because, I mean, uh, I, I remember the old powerhouse arena. I've been in it a couple times. There were no clock on those walls. So it's not like, you know, the referee could look over into the clock and go, okay, extend it. Yeah, yeah. I, could, I couldn't I mean, sit there and call a, call a, you know, call 10, 15 spots for these guys to do to – keep the match rolling because I had no, I had no clue what the, what the time was. I didn't have exactly. a, I didn't have a, I didn't have a timekeeper uh, to give me any sort of uh, invisible signal to tell me, okay, take it home. And that, so it's like, Hey, when we got done doing what we were supposed to do, we took it home. So that, 
that's old arena in Spring Valley, Illinois, can tell so many memories that is now uh, an upholstery store and something else. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that old building can tell a lot of memories. And there were some church views in that building that I bet could tell a lot more memories, not only from the church, the, the church services that went on in those views, but the powerhouse wrestling shows that took place in those views. And one of the most infamous guys uh, to ever be a fan of powerhouse wrestling and RCW, Marvin. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Marvin. Oh. <laughs> well, let's put, let's put it this way. In, in, in the building in Spring Valley, we did not have any concessions. Marvin always came to the shows with a six-pack in a bag. And by the time he's shown up, he's probably already had 12 prior to that. Yes. So, I mean, so Marvin showed up to these events already three sheets to the wind. And he was piling, and he was piling more, more beer down him. And, and then at intermission, an intermission, he'd go buy another six pack. Yeah, and and he'd yell and he'd you know, he'd be yelling at the yelling at the heels and then going, "I love you, brother. I <laughs> love you like a brother." Ah, I, fuck you. I tell you, fuck I, you, fucker. Honestly, honestly, I don't know how many times between matches Marvin would come up to me. In the ring, you know, standing in the ring, and he'd be going, I love you, brother. You're good. <laughs> and i go, thanks, brother. Thanks. Now go sit down. <laughs> you know, it's like. Uh, Steve, you have been to the Illinois Valley Banquet Hall. Uh, there are some listeners that have. Um, it's now known as the Flamingo Banquet Hall. But there is a bar that is right across the street from the Flamingo Banquet Hall. When at a big RCW show, Marvin decided that he was going to go over to this bar across the street from the venue and have a couple shots and have a couple drinks. Marvin fell walking one block and was not able to make the ship because he was that. Oh, my God. I'm not even talking a real block. I'm talking like. Yeah. Right across yeah, the Yeah, that bar was what made, I gotta say that bar was what, like ten feet away? Yeah. And he and he passed out right in the right in the right in the sidewalk. He, he stepped right wow. he stepped off the curb and landed wrong and fell on his face and that was the end of that. That's one of my favorite uh Marvin stories. The other there's two more. Uh it oh. happened this happened at an R C W show and it happened at a wicked show. Marvin would go up to the ring, set his beer on the ring. It would get spilled because wrestlers were wrestling, and then of course it's going to get knocked over, or the ring ships and knocks it over from the shipment of ring. But Marvin would always go to the bar and, and I spilled my fucking beer. Uh, and then he'd do it again. Like, it, it it would just be a continuous process. You'd see it happen at least twice throughout the night. 
And uh, finally, we had to set the rule that Marvin could not put his beer on the ring because you'd pull out the canvas and you'd go, oh, my God, why does it smell like beer? Yeah. And it would be it would be because of, of Marvin spilling his beer all over the canvas. Uh, so ah, bleeping Marvin. Then the third and final Marvin story that I'm going to tell is a story that involves a guy by the name of Jimmy Jacobs. It was a tag team between Jimmy Jacobs and Cameron Cage, and I don't remember who the other two were. But anyway, for whatever reason, and I don't know if this was to get heat or what, but for whatever reason, there was a hole, like a actual cutout hole, in the back of Jacobs' trunks. So Marvin, being the bright guy that he is, (laughs) decides that he's going to go up while Jacobs is standing on the apron waiting to be tagged in and stick his finger up that hole to reveal said anus. And I have never seen anyone turn around and blast the guy so fast. And if if you've seen... And if you've seen Jimmy Jacobs on TV, whether it was, uh, um, you know, jobbing previously for WWE or um, when he was with Age of the Fall and Ring of Honor or if he are for uh, Impact Wrestling, okay? Jimmy Jacobs is all of about five foot three, 150 pounds soaking wet. But I will. But I will give the. I will give the guy this. He is a tough son of a gun. He's okay. five foot seven, actually. Uh, let me see if I can find his build weight here. Uh, one hundred and sixty-nine pounds. So five foot seven, one hundred and sixty-nine pounds. Well, if he's five seven, I'm seven four. Literally, I towered over Jimmy Jacobs. I mean, I honestly, I mean, I honestly made Jimmy Jacobs look like Little Tokyo or Lord Littlebrook almost. And I'm, I'm only 5'8". I'm looking at his uh, Wikipedia page, and there's some things that they don't mention. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs actually had a match earlier in his career in the year of 2003. Uh, It was him and Cameron Cage against uh, the Road Warriors. Mm. That was was something fun to watch. Uh, If you... If you're wanting the tape of that, I believe it's available on smartmarkvideo.com. But, um, yeah, Jacobs Jacobs was a big guy around here. I'd love to bring Jimmy Jacobs back around this area, but uh, not at the price that he thinks he's that he's worth. Uh, we'd have to negotiate right. on that. He's, uh, yeah, he's uh, – in fact, actually, he's uh, started his own podcast, Um and his uh, fir- and the and the first person that he's interviewing, um, one of his uh, former coworkers uh, from his uh, days in WWE, Daniel Bryan. Um, but Jimmy Jacobs was a big he- big deal down here for many years, not only for powerhouse wrestling but for Revolution Championship <clears throat> wrestling as well, and 
Uh, I think he might have even done some – well, I know he did some stuff here with AAW. So, um, you know, that's another guy. Look, if the cards play in our favor, he will be back to the Illinois Valley, and it will be something special. Um, uh, a funny story that I just remembered uh, about a powerhouse show one of the powerhouse shows that I attended over in Spring Valley, it was actually Jonas the Giant versus Jimmy Jacobs. And uh, Jimmy beat Jonas for the moniker to call himself a giant. Yep. Yep. So yeah. Jimmy started to that, climb over the back top. In that to day, right. Because back in that day, he was wearing the uh, fur line boots. Yes. So, all right, we're, we're going to get the girls back into this conversation. Didn't mean to sidetrack for so long, but there have been a um, lot of great stars that have passed through this area in the last 26 years. Um, my God, if we were to name them all, we'd be here all night. But um, we're going to go to some breaking news. Um, I'm still laughing at the Jimmy Jacobs thing because I've seen him. I've, I've been through a uh, – uh, oh, God, what are they called? <laughs> I sat through one of his lectures for three hours, and he's just five foot nothing, and I could just see that happening, and I about laughed. I about he's shorter laughed my than me. Oh, he's, he's shorter. He's tiny. I'm five foot He's one a tiny guy. He's like yeah. five, maybe five three. I mean, he's little. Yeah. Like he walked past me, yeah. and he didn't even come up to my boobs. I mean, he's tiny. Wow. I at least come up to yeah. my boobs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like and like my thigh my thigh and his waist are about the same size. Like he is just but dynamite comes in small packages. Like I wouldn't want to meet him in a dark alley. He might beat me with his purse. I'm just saying. <laughs> Never mind. All right. Oh, well I'd like to thank crap. all of our I'd like to thank all of our guests uh that will be working uh with Steve and I and Jess Blue upcoming on the RWF event for tuning in tonight. Uh, we're going to take the next uh, 25 or so minutes and talk about the breaking news that is uh, needs to be covered that we didn't cover last night because this news just hit today. That's hilarious. All right. The big thing in everybody's head right now is there is a promo that has been posted by a man by the name of John Moxley. You might have heard of him. He used to be known as Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose is dead. Long live John Moxley. Yeah, I saw and that. Boy, yeah, Where? that is a slick video, and a Where? lot of meaning behind it. You it was posted video, on a Katie? brand new Twitter account, which already, of course, has a blue check mark. John Moxley, and the only description it lists of him is professional wrestler. Uh, well, what it should say is formerly artist, formerly known as, and then it says, "If you're going to book me, I now cost three times what I used to." 
this. I mean, that's what mine would say if I went on up the level, you know, like, yeah, I'll work for a hot dog and a handshake now, but man, it's going to cost a lot more if I go on to the next level. I'm just saying, when I come back to the independent league, yeah, it's going to cost a lot of money. Um, this, this opens the door for some grand conversation here and speculation. Um, will, will Moxley go to impact wrestling? Will he become all elite? Will he go to Japan? He could even go down to Mexico. Well, the thing, here's the thing though. And this is, and this, and I'm wondering if there was a little clue in the video because if you notice and for those who don't who don't know um there was kind of, there's a lot of symbolism in the video um the beginning of it shows John breaking out of jail and of course a lot okay. of people are sitting there going yo hey that's symbolism he was in jail WWE. He was in his own contract, yeah. Right. They owned him. Now, they owned him. He didn't right. have he didn't have rights to anything. Yeah. Right, exactly. Now as is he as he is escaping from the jail, he climbs the fence. And as he climbs the fence, wrapped around the fence is barbed wire. So he pulls off some of the barbed wire and as you see him as he's as he's walking away from the jail he's got the barbed wire wrapped around him and then the very last shot is him with a hoodie halfway covering his face his clenched fist up by his face with the barbed wire wrapped around it and blood on his hands. Yes. Now, and where's this? For? John Moxley was a was a um, stand was a was a standout with our man DJ Hyde in Combat Zone Wrestling. He That's he did a lot of hardcore stuff. In fact, um, there is a picture out there of him. Getting his head cut open by a chainsaw. Yes. Hmm. Yes. And we, all know, I, and we all know that there is no hardcore, no blood, no guts, no glory in, in WWE. So that makes yes. great symbolicism of coming out of jail because now that he's out of that contract, he can, you know, get color all he wants. Well, yeah, and this also brings up the this also brings up the point that he will more than likely be returning to IWA Mid South for Ian Rotten because Ian Rotten was a big believer in John Moxley. Oh he yeah, he booked the shit out of John Moxley back in the day. So I expect I, to I believe there. that we're going to see John Moxley getting booked the shit out of again. You know, um, it's going to happen for three times He's, the cost. Yeah. Only for three times yeah. the cost. Right. Uh, and the thing about it is this, you know, it, he could become All Elite and still go do CZW because he doesn't have to sign an exclusive contract with All Elite. 
Yeah. He doesn't have to. They may ask him to. They may ask him to like the Lucha Brothers did. Right. But, yeah. From what I understand, All Elite is not asking people, not requiring all, um, right. for contracts well, to be all. Well, the Lucha, know, Brothers, all the Lucha Brothers did. The Lucha Brothers left every other promotion they're working with. Um, they, just, they just finished up with Impact at the tapings in Toronto. Um, they're mm-hmm. no longer working for Court uh, Power and MLW. They are only they are only working for All Elite and AAA. Yes. And I have a feeling that uh, there will be others who eventually will uh, join that league, especially after um, they after they start uh, running TV and that. Yes. Now this TV is again. another. This is another breaker that uh, is just uh, coming out on a press release from WWE. Um, the uh, For the um, Saudi Arabia pay-per-view on June 7th, they have announced that, be, that uh, going to be at that pay-per-view are Bill Goldberg... Brock Lesnar and The Undertaker. Wow. I thought that that Saudi Arabia got canceled. No. No, it was the pay-per-view during the month of June that got canceled. It actually got pushed out to a later date um, because they felt that... And a name change. Yes. A name Um, change. Yes. Yes. It's going to be called Stomping Grounds instead of Backlash. Oh. Uh, Lord okay. only knows what that means in Vince's head. We have an update concerning Rhino. Rhino's WWE contract is ending in July, according to Wrestling Inc. Rhino was last seen competing in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal at WrestleMania 35 last month. The former ECW champion is now accepting booking <laughs> on the independent scene with his latest booking for IWC recently now. So, uh, yeah, Rhino is back on the independence. And funny story about that that we won't get into. We'll get into that some other night. But uh, know that Rhino at one point was signed to an appear on an RWF card. I had him. I had him work for me when I had a promotion called the UWF. Or rather Rhino, UWA. Rhino is probably one of the best big men of uh, the 2000s, and uh, I have always been a fan. Uh, I've, got, I've got three words for you. Gore! 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 Well, this is, and this is the funny thing, and I know this because, like I say, I, I, actually, I actually worked with the man, you know, Everybody, everybody, you know, sits there and they think, you know, of the hardcore stuff, or or they think, or they think of the, you know, tag team stuff he did in WWE and just a limited move set. Right. When I worked with, when he worked for me, um, he was actually doing some really good 
solid chain wrestler. He knows how to do this stuff. People don't people don't realize it because you know, like uh, like our friend Kenny Boland has said about uh, John Cena. Okay, he knows a lot more than he shows because WWE only wants him to do a certain set of moves that the fans are all used to and expect in every Cena match. Oh, and speaking of uh, John Cena, um, Carmella was uh, on a uh, recent podcast, and she um, has has said she she met she mentioned about uh, the uh, Corey Graves rumors and about the John Cena rumors. So on the Corey Graves situation, she says, "Let me just say that I would never wreck someone's home." That is not the life I'm about. Never in a million years would I do that. I don't care how hot the guy is or how in love I think I am. That absolutely did not happen. I did not wreck a home. And then, of course, there was uh, then there was the rumor about uh, her and uh, John. And she says that is the most insane rumor. It was when I had broken up with my ex, and uh, a lot of people uh, probably realized that uh, for a long time, she was involved with uh, Big Cass, Colin Cassidy. Um, but uh, um, it was when I when I had broken up with my ex, and he had been seen out in a bar in, in Tampa, and they just assumed he was with me. So. All right, we're going to wrap things up with the round, rumor roundup of the day for wrestling. Speculation has Brock Lesnar signing another big deal with WWE, and that being why he oh, is done with MMA. Off. No, just fuck off. I don't want him back. Nobody wants him back. Just fuck off. PW Insider says Michael James Nelson of Author Rockers and Andrea Kale from Comedy Knockouts have been hired to WWE's creative team. Oh, fuck us all. Oh, jeez. So, be expecting to see more off-the-wall bullshit with WWE creatives, because this is the kind of people they want to hire to write wrestling. Um, Dave Meltzer noted on the Wrestling Observer Radio that Leo Rush his voice that he's not being used correctly, that he should be a baby face and a bigger star, and he's been taken off TV. Well, oh, here's a big one, guys. Um, There's going to be a new voice on the NXT broadcast team. Oh. Percy Watson is going to be out. Replacing him... Hall of Famer, Seth Phoenix. Well, that'll be interesting. Wow. Seth Phoenix, Moro Ranallo, and Nigel McGinnis. Oh, my God. I cannot wait to hear that booth, especially on a takeover. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Can't wait. Joey Ryan has announced that he's done with the independence uh, with his tour that's coming up. Uh, he'll be finishing up those dates. 
And the speculation is AEW is his destination, which is not surprising considering he worked for All In. And I swear to God, if they another if they do another spot with him and the freaking penises, I will shut the pay per view off. No more penises. I finally got rid of the dreams, okay? Oh. Next, they'll be, next you'll be telling me they're signing Priscilla Kelly and we'll have the intergender tag team of Joey Ryan and Priscilla Kelly. Wait a minute, I don't want to give them any ideas, but oops, I might have already. <laughs> no, I think I'm, I'm wondering, I'm, see, what I'm wondering is if, uh, if they're going to pair the librarians up after they, uh, after they have them uh, fight each other. Um, so Ooh. I think uh, I think that's it for tonight. Unless Steve Kane has anything else. Well, um, well, uh, Burger T um, has uh, is uh, putting out a little advice here to uh, Leo Rush, um, and uh, and he and he says. Oh, he says he tells him. Oh, um, let's see here. Try and find this. Um, okay, he says. Uh, let's see here. Um, if you're in a position, let's see. Um, I remember back in WCW, man. And this is true. So many of those WCW guys that a lot of these guys stay watch on television. A lot of those guys thought they were really, really big stars until the doors closed, and then they had to find work somewhere. A lot of those guys never, ever worked in a major company ever again. You know why? It wasn't about them. That's why. There are so many guys looking to take that spot that you have. Not that you can't go somewhere else and make money. That's not what it's about. That's not what I'm talking about right here. I'm talking about if you're in a position to make as much money as you can, you have the opportunity to make as much money as you can. And if you're not doing it, that's another story. If you're not happy, that's another story. But if you're in that position to do that and you're worried about what someone else is doing, it just confuses me. I hope the brother can get the heat off of him because he's very talented. He's a great talker as well as a great worker. I mean, cruiserweights, man. There's money there for this guy to be making for a long time. And hopefully the heat can melt away and Leo Rush can get back in the game because right now he's sitting on the sidelines. Leo, get your game right, man. Just like them Rockets, get your game tight. All right. Uh, well, there is uh, a lot going on in the wrestling world. Don't forget, uh, we have some pay-per-views coming up. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with these pay-per-views. Um, if you oh, plan you on know this- what? I, you know what? I, I think I'm, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit back over to, back over to Twitter for a minute because um, there's some more, there's some more stuff that uh, went on between, um, between the man. And the sassy Southern Belle. Okay. Um, let me let me find let me find that real quick because um, because it, because this stuff is ah uh, uh, yeah here we go okay so 
Um, well, WWE is interested so, in bringing back CM Punk. The rumors have finally surfaced. Really? Yes. Holy. That's something I never thought I'd hear again. Not once, not yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, they're scared, they're scared he's going to jump. They're scared he's going to make the move, and when he goes back, he's going to go back to AEW. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, this starts off. Uh, um, uh, Lacey Evans responds to the, to a tweet with um, which uh, has um, which shows um, which Becky posted up of uh, her and Lacey from uh, Monday night, and uh, she had and. Becky posts on it, do what the man tells you. And it's where Becky is yelling at her, why don't you go make me a sandwich? Make me a sandwich. So Lacey, so Lacey goes, sweetheart, I've been making sandwiches, raising babies, and she spelled it R-A-I-S-I-N, babies, and feeding my man the whole time you've been striving to be successful in life. But I can whip you up some homemade soup for money in the bank because the only way you'll be able to eat it is through a star, S-T-A-W. Now, she already got whipped on the Raising Babies thing. Um, Raising Babies. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, people responded by posting up gifs uh, um, of the California Raisins. Raisins. And then somebody, and then somebody actually found star. Star is a word. It's a verb. It's a third-person singular simple um, verb that it says that uh, the definition is to be fixed or set, to stay. And the person who first found this said, "I'm guessing she wants Becky to star as champ." So Becky responded to uh, Lacey's. Um, one with this. She goes, good for you. So you'd agree a woman could be who, whoever or whatever she likes, wife, mother, CEO, businesswoman, or the man of this whole bleep business. Now make my sandwich plank while I go Google what a star is. Oh, my God. I liked it so much better when Lacey just came in and made an entrance, danced around a little bit, and walked out. She's so obnoxious, and I can't stand her. I appreciate her in-ring talent. I appreciate her outfits, but that's all I appreciate. That's it. Nothing more. She's got a cool hat. Nice boots. Well, there is more going on between... Um, I what? Myrtle you know, Ramsey much, and just Fancy. Minutes, <clears throat> yeah, I don't we like talked about this a little bit last night. We talked What's about this like? a little bit last night, and uh, we and we got some more information on it today. Yes. Okay. What do we got? Well, um, okay. It seems that um, apparently, according to um, 
reports on reports on the situation. Um, the um, the ropes for the ring that uh, that were sent for um, for the show down down the street here from me. Um, okay. Well, it was an eighteen it was an eighteen foot ring. There were two eighteen foot ropes. The third rope, and I don't even know how this could have happened. But the third rope was for a sixteen foot ring. Shit. What? Yeah. Um, and what what size was the ring? Eighteen. It was the eighteen foot ring. How do you put a sixteen foot ring on an eighteen? Uh, how how do you do that? Well, you would have had you to, you would, have had, you would have had to have stretched that turnbuckle out. Uh, you would have had to have put that turnbuckle to like maybe the last few screws on both ends. Oh. And not only that, you would have had to um, you would have had to have put that on the bottom instead of the middle of the top for it to do any good. Um, it's happened before. I've, I've, I've been at shows where similar situations have happened, but uh, you know, you have to know how to deal with it. Now there is a whole situation going on between uh, DDS, delicious Danny Scott, AKA Vance Cooley and Merle Ramsey, AKA hardcore Harry um, that has resulted in the dissolution of their relationship. Yeah, I kind of followed uh, that on Facebook. It's uh, it's not been pretty, but um, I believe that both parties have a little bit of responsibility in it. Merle for not having the right equipment, and Vance for you know uh, there was actually not two having shows all the Vance money. Ran. Right, uh, there were two shows that Vance ran over the weekend. I believe one of them was in Bloomington, and the other one was in Aurora. Um, so. He rented Merle's ring on both nights. There was some issues with pay uh, to the ring guy. The ring guy drove 200 miles, and there was nobody there when he got there. So, yeah, there were some definite issues on both ends of, uh, of things on this. And I'm not really friends with either party, so I can say what I feel. I believe that Merle and Vance uh, both had some responsibility in the way that things happened this past weekend. Um, but... I know that Vance has another show that he just announced for Bloomington coming up. And I know that Merle uh, does enough business with his ring rentals that he will make up the difference that he lost from Vance. So, yeah, I saw Vance endorsing other people as ring. Like somebody said, I have a show coming up. And Vance was like, I highly recommend this person and this person. And it wasn't the person that he had just rented from. So, yeah. Which is which is uh, because um, you know one of those um, people being Joey Grunge, which is why it stuck <laughs> out to me. I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I was like, "Wow, okay, that's why it stood out." Well, you know that'll that'll happen. That'll happen because Joey's hurting for money because you know he wants to do ring rentals too. So, well, I I've never met. Mr. Cooley, I I mean we're friends on Facebook being being in the professional wrestling business. I have probably about 1500 workers and promoters 
in, on my Facebook, some of which I've met, and a lot of them I haven't, but they all interact with me. So I recognized the name yesterday when we started talking about this, and I had posted the picture in um, our chat because uh, you were talking about that he had gotten injured, and he posted himself, and he did he did put a hell of a knot on his head, you know, but, uh, you know, that, that, that happens, and that's not an excuse for not paying your bills, you know. Right. I apologize yeah. for the dying children sounds behind me. My my seven year old thinks he needs to make dying kid sounds. Um, but I, you know, that's that's something that happens that uh, people will get to the bottom of, and uh, those that support Vance will get Vance aside and support him, and those that support Merle will get Merle aside and support him. So, uh, the the best way to handle that situation, if you're looking uh, for you know ring rental advice, is to come to somebody like Steve Kane or I because I've worked with Merle and Merle has always had some of the safest rings out on the independence. Going back to oh, days yeah. when Ed Schumann ran the uh, place that he ran in Streamwood, Illinois, when he ran NWA Midwest shows. The ring that was rented was Merle's ring. Merle's rings have yep. always been safe. Um, yep. I think this was the Merle, Merle's rings part. have been used by Progress, by MLW, Ring of Honor. Oh, by yeah. I mean, um, his rings are are some of the safest around. I believe this was an honest to god mistake, but I don't believe that the way yeah. that uh, it it went down uh, was the right way to handle things. So, um, right. There are other people the out bad, there. And the bad rings. thing is, and the bad thing is, if they need if they need new stuff, oh. Uh, um, there, there's literally there's an Ace Hardware um, about uh, two and a half miles away. He could have he could have gone he could have gone over there. Um, there's a there's a uh, a Lowe's and a Home Depot that uh, were probably about another uh, that were like about maybe 15 minutes or so away on the other side of town. That uh, they could have that they could have gone and gotten the equipment at, right? You know they could have gotten they could have gotten cable or, you know, if he's using rope rope on this one that uh, you know I mean he could he could have gotten stuff the needed stuff. Exactly. Um, had I had I been there had I been there oh and that and seen the ring set up and known what was going on, I would have said, Hey, you know what? Let's get in the truck. I'll uh I'll take you I'll take you to a place where we can where we should be able to get the stuff you need to fix this up. Because again, because this is the one thing um that uh Merle talks about in this. Nobody was nobody was here at the roundhouse when his ring guy came. And that should not yeah. happen. Yes. Um, there, there were a lot of things that happened that way. So I believe that that's going to take care of us for tonight. Yep. Uh, reminder that, uh, Tuesday night turmoil comes your way this Tuesday night, right back here on the evolution radio network at nine o'clock central standard time, 10 o'clock Eastern. And we will be back here next Wednesday night with some guests. Uh, for more of Wrestling Authority Radio right here live inside the ER on the Evolution Radio Network. With that being said, I am Sadistic Sean David along with my co-host, 
Tribune of Wrestling referee Steve Kane. The uh, Madam of Mayhem, Mouse Mayhem, Death Blue, and the token Jewish princess. <laughs> the other reason why this show will never be a bag of dicks and Jet Blue's lady in waiting, chaotic Katie. <laughs> and Sean. Just stay on hold, leave it on. I'll take care of shutting everything down, all right? All right. So, Katie, tell them what time it is. You don't have to go home, but you sure as hell can't stay here. Get the hell out of here. Take your glasses back to the park. Good night. Oh